Jesus, that those people who are arrogant, oh God, they have no place in you. Father, we ask that in the name of Jesus, you will take every seed of arrogance off us, every single thing that makes us take pride in ourselves, every single thing that makes us believe that in ourselves we have the capacity to do the things that you have called us to do, every single thing that makes us trust in the arm of flesh, that makes us trust in the horses and the chariots of Pharaoh. My God, I ask that in the name of Jesus, you would expunge it from us. Father, I ask, oh God, that today you will visit us, oh God. You will visit the intricate parts of our hearts. You will visit the intricate parts of our minds. Can you make that prayer that, Father, anything in me that is arrogant, anything in me, oh God, that resists, that that raises up itself above your grace, that chooses to raise up itself above the labor of your love in me. Father, let it be cast down in the name of Jesus. Make that prayer for yourself. That, my God, because you have said that the arrogant has no place in your presence. So irrespective of how much desire I have, irrespective of how much I cry, it is possible for me not to be able to come into your presence. It is possible for me not to have an audience for you. So God, I ask in the name of the Lord Jesus, Maroko Selebata, Iko Barade Mashanda Amen. Amen. For you have declared in your word, O God, in, in, in Psalm 61, you have said, Father, even as the psalmist said unto you, Hear my cry, O God, and attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth, I will cry unto you, unto you when my heart is overwhelmed. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Attend unto our prayers, O God. Father, we ask this morning that this, place, this prayer call will become an altar, Father. Amen. We ask this morning that you will receive the sacrifices that we make upon this altar. Amen. That you hear us, O God, from heaven. That you would attend, oh God, to our cry. That you would attend, oh God, to our prayers. It says, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me, lead me, lead me to the rock. When my heart is overwhelmed, God, I cannot navigate by myself. I cannot find my way by myself. I cannot even identify the path that leads to life. When my heart is overwhelmed, there is the tendency for me to do the things, oh God, that are not pleasing to you. There is a tendency for me to want to walk in my own way, to, 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 to attend to myself, to attend to my scars, to attend to my wound. When my heart is overwhelmed, Jesus, I need you more than ever to be the one that leads me. Because when my heart is overwhelmed, there is 
is the tendency for me to want to, to, to govern my own life and, and to find rescue for myself. But Lord, we ask this morning that when our hearts are overwhelmed, that you will lead us to the rock. You will lead us to the rock. You will lead us to yourself. You will lead us to your safety. You will lead us to your strength. You will lead us to your protection. When our hearts are overwhelmed, oh God, let it be the time that you rise up over us, oh God, as the banner of Israel, as the keeper of Israel, as Jehovah Nisi. My God, when our heart is overwhelmed, let it be the time when you take over the wheels, oh God, where you take over the steering of our lives, Jesus, and you lead us and you take us to the rock. You take us to the solid place. You take us to the foundation that is greater than us, that is higher, oh God, that whatever it is we believe we're experiencing in the flesh, that whatever it is we believe we're experiencing in the spirit or in the soul realm. When our heart is overwhelmed, show us something that is greater than us. Show us something that is bigger than us. Show us a picture, Jesus, that makes small the struggle of our heart, that Amen. makes small the, the, the problem in our heart, that Amen. makes small the agitation in our heart. Amen. Lead us to the rock that is greater than us. Show us, oh God, a picture of yourself. Show us, oh God, a picture of your greatness and Amen. your power and your splendor. Just when the world is filled with darkness, oh God, and the hearts of men begins to fail them, Father, lead us to the rock. Lead us to the rock. Lead me to the rock. Make that your prayer. Father, lead me to the rock. Make the things of the world that is over us. Father, lead me to the God. Lead me to the rock that is higher than me. The time when it seems that the world has been over us. I 
So when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. From the ends of the earth, from the deep depth, from the places where I have been called lost, from the places where I am trying to find myself, from the places where I am trying to even locate myself, my God, out of those places, lead me to you. Show me yourself. Let me see the God that is greater than whatever it is. I feel that overwhelming me. For thou, O God, has been a shelter to me and a strong tower from my enemy. You have been a shelter and you have been a strong tower. We will abide in your tabernacle, O God. Amen. Every one of us in prayer reign. We will abide in your tabernacle forever, O God. Amen. In the covert of thy wings, O God. Amen. You are the one that covers us with your mouth and we will trust you. Father, for thou, O God, has heard our vows. Father, you have heard the prayers we have every day. You have seen our desire to make straight the way. Father, you have heard our vows. You have given us the heritage of those that fear your name. Oh, thou, thou will prolong our lives. You will prolong the lives of your princes, oh God. And our years shall be for many generations. Father, we shall abide before you, oh God, forevermore. Prepare, oh God, oh, prepare mercy and truth for us, which by which you will preserve us. Father, so that we will sing to your name forevermore and we will daily perform, oh God, our vows. Jesus, we ask that you will abide you will give us the grace to abide before you. Mm-hmm. Mercy and truth for us. Preserve us with your mercy and your truth. Amen. Preserve us with mercy and truth so that Amen. we will sing praises to your name forever and we will perform our vows. Amen. God, we need your mercy. Amen. God, we need your mercy. We are prone to pray, oh God. We are prone to go the way we want to go and we're prone to sometimes be undiscerning and make mistakes but Lord if you will lead us by your mercy and you will lead us by truth have a thing in your presence and we will perform our vows on you take the precious Holy Spirit thank you thank you Father amen Praise God, praise God. Good morning. Praise God. Good morning. Um, it's really good to see everybody again and you know to be praying with you um every morning. I just bless God for the opportunity um to enter the new year and the grace that He's given to us to, to his presence and to seek Him um in the morning time. In the psalm it says, my cry, oh God, my voice shall thou hear in the morning. Hacking to my cry, oh God, my voice shall die here in the morning. And it, it was turned into a song. And uh, my heart was singing that song before the prayer call. You know, where it says, Hacking to my cry, oh Lord, my voice shall thou hear in the morning. 
Oh Lord, in the morning, when I direct my prayers unto you, and it will be heard. There is something about the morning time. There is something about rising up in the morning to, to just give praises to God and to just direct the affairs of your heart to him. There was a scripture I was reading yesterday in the book of Exodus. And for some reason, it, it just kept staying with me, just kept staying with me. And it's the scripture of the children of Israel when they were um, standing before the river and, you know, before the Red Sea. And God was the one that had commanded them and had said to, to Moses, take the children of Israel through this part. And I'm going to harden the heart of Pharaoh and I'm going to cause him to want to go after you, you know, to want to go after the children of Israel. And as I read that scripture, I thought to myself, I'm like, you know, sometimes when Pharaohs are coming after us, we think to ourselves, oh, what is going on? What have I done wrong? You know, what is happening in my life. But sometimes the Lord is the one that hardens the heart of certain enemies and causes them to chase after you for a while and causes them to be persistent in their ways, to be persistent in the things that they are doing. Because God often needs the cup of the enemy to be full before God can bring destruction upon them because he's not just your father. He's not, not, not just a good God. He's also the God of justice. He's also the God that must be able to defend the actions of his throne. And so God will allow the cup of the enemy to be full so that he can visit them and visit their iniquities and utterly destroy them. So God said, to Moses. He said, this is the way that you should go through. This is the path that you should go through. He said, because I want Pharaoh to follow you and I want Pharaoh to believe that you are stuck. So God deceived the enemy into chasing and attacking the children of Israel. And so my prayer for you this morning, my first prayer is, Lord, deceive my enemies. Father, do not let them see the true picture of what you are doing in my life. Even as the enemies seek to sit down, to study, to interpret, to narrate, Father, deceive them, Lord. Amen. Father, cause their eyes to see a different picture of what you are doing. Amen. Cause them, Lord, to have a vain imagination. Amen. Cause them to have a high and lofty idea of what it is that Amen. you are doing. Yes. When Jesus was upon the earth and he would go to the demonic people, they would say, ah, have you come for us? It's not our time. Ah, why are you coming now? They thought that Jesus had come finally and they thought that this was the reign of Christ. This was Jesus coming for his millennial reign. But what they did not understand that he had come to die. So Father, come Confuse them completely so that they will not Amen. be able to frustrate your plans for my life. Can you Amen. make that prayer? And I'm talking about, you know, the spiritual hosts in the heavens and even physical people that have appointed themselves to be channels of evil and channels of darkness. My God, confuse all of them. The same Amen. way that you made Pharaoh believe that Moses was me. My God, let them think that the doors are shut to me. In the days that you are preparing a table for me, let them think that I am about to starve. My God, open, Father, do not let them see the right picture. My God, confuse, them, confuse their plans, confuse their schemes, so that they are never able to come up with a coherent plan against you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, if you see that the enemy has been receiving information, accurate information from within my camp, Father, shut the doors and shut the channels from which you have been gaining information to make um, accurate attacks on me. My God, shut the door in the name of Jesus. Father, confuse them. Can you make the prayer? Pray for yourself. I'm not praying for you. 
Pray for yourself. May God confuse the enemy. <laughs> the place I'm reading from is in Exodus 13, Exodus 14. In Exodus 13, verse 17, the Lord said, can you mute your microphone if you have noise in your background, please? In Exodus 13, verse 17, it says, when Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them. So it was for two reasons that God led them in the way that they went. And why am I saying this? I needed to understand something. Recently, the Lord had been just impressing on my heart and strengthening the knowledge of the fact that Israel is not a people in a part of the world. That Israel is us. Israel is me. Israel is not just the church. And recently God was saying to me that the reason why when you look through scriptures, it seems like God was unrelenting concerning the things he desired out of Israel, concerning who he needed them to be, what he wanted, the way he wanted them to walk. The reason why it feels like God was and you will see the Lord consistently, you know, coming after the children of Israel. It was because Israel was, if you mute your mic if there is noise, it's a bit distracting. Thank you. Um, it's because Israel is meant to be a type and Israel is meant to be a representation of the, the nation of God. It's meant to be a representation of the people of God. It's meant to be a representation of um, um, what God's seed will look like. And so we speak about Israel today as a nation of Pharaoh, but in the mind of God, 
uh, when he was preparing the children of Israel, he was preparing me. When he was preparing the children of Israel, he was preparing you. And Israel today becomes for us a type and a representation of what the people of God should look like, how the people of God should be, how they should journey. So every time you read the story of the children of Israel, put yourself into that story, recognizing that Israel is a first fruit. The nation of Israel is a first fruit of the things that God wants to do in your life or who you are or the way God will have you live. So every time you see the failures of the children of Israel, don't look at it and say, oh, these people failed. These people didn't do right. Rather, let it be a caution to you of the things that you can't possibly do if you were in that situation and what God requires of you. When you see God's rebuke to the children of Israel, it's also God's rebuke to you. So we look at the life of the children of Israel and we see how they journeyed, you know, through life and how from a place of God preserving them by reason of the actions of Joseph, sending Joseph ahead of them to make sure that they were preserved. But in the same time, God also knew that for 400 years after that, after a season of preservation, they will now come into captivity, you know, and God was still waiting for them after the captivity with uh, Moses, a prophet, to lead them out. So sometimes when you read stories like this, you begin to ask yourself, have I analyzed the troubles of my life accurately? Do I see it from the perspective of God? If God would permit it, if God would allow it, is it possible that there are some things in my life that I need to reevaluate and I need to be able to um, see past the struggle to arrive at the purpose of God so that I can make accurate prayers, so that I can make accurate um, requests of the Lord? Because Daniel understood according to the books, okay, now it is time for the deliverance of God's children. So he went back and he prayed and God sent him help from heaven and liberation came to them. In the same way, Nehemiah was overwhelmed with the burden and he went back to God and said, did you not say that if we come to you in repentance, if we come to you in prayer, if we come to you that you will restore? And Nehemiah began to pray the right prayers because he understood that based on, on the plan of God and within the context of his will for the nation, it is time for us to be rebuilt. It is time for the land to be restored. You see, you need to be able to see um, yourself within these stories so that you can understand the way that God works. Because how is it, how can you work accurately with a God that you don't understand his ways? How can you work accurately with a God that you cannot read the signs or understand the patterns or the movement of his spirit? For us to be able to effectively engage God on the level of destiny and on the level of purpose, we need to be able to understand the way that God works and the way that God moves and the principles by which he operates. We need to be able to see the places where men fail and the solutions of God in the midst of the failures of men. Then we can know how to accurately engage God and the circumstances of our lives. So here are the children of Israel and God has brought deliverance to them. God has brought liberation to them. And then he, he tells them the way to go for two reasons. Number one, one, for the faith of the children of Israel. And the other reason is also for um, for, for the destruction of Pharaoh. Now, when you talk about the fate of the children of Israel, let me read the scripture and then you can understand where I'm coming from. It says in Exodus 13 verse 17, it says, when Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them on the way through the Philistine country, though that was shorter. For God said, if they face war, 
they might change their minds and return to Egypt. So God led the people around by the desert road towards the Red Sea. The Israelites went up out of Egypt ready for battle. So the first reason why God did not lead them through the short way was because he said, ah, if these people see trouble, they will change their minds and go back to Egypt. My question to you is, the long way that you have been going on, the wilderness that you have entered, is it possible that God permitted you to go in that way? Because he knew that if he took you through the shorter way, even though it's shorter, it has many warfare in it. And he knows that this one does not like warfare. So if I allow this person to go through this short, quick way, they will give up and they will go back to the world. They will give up and they will go back to the idols of their father's house. They will give up and they will go back to their old ways. They will give up and they will go back to their old strength in themselves. Is it possible that the reason why it seems like you are in this wilderness is because the Lord is trying to preserve you from going back to the place that you are coming from? Is it possible that the reason why it feels like you are standing in front of a Red Sea and God wants you to exercise faith to do something so great and so powerful and you're thinking, how can I part the sea? Is it possible that it is also God's mercy and God's way of preserving you? So as I read the scripture, I said to myself, my God, make me battle ready. My God, make me battle ready so that I don't have to make unnecessary long journeys in life. So that you don't have to, in your need to protect me, in your need to preserve my faith, now send me on a long road. My God, make me battle ready. My God, make me strong. My God, make me the kind of child that you can trust with battles so that the journeys of my life, so that the timing of my life may be accurate. Because you see, the children of Israel ended up spending 40 years, 40 years, wasted, gone in the wilderness because the Lord knew that these ones are not ready. These ones don't have the ability to face the enemy. These ones, their faith cannot stand. At the slightest push, there's a tendency that they will go back. The reason why you will, why, why time will be wasted, the reason why you will be set back in life, the reason why you will not be able to meet up with the speed of the spirit is because God has looked at you and he knows that this one, her heart is not prepared. So ask the Lord, Father, prepare my heart. Teach me, oh God. Teach me the ways of a warrior. Teach me the ways of one that you can walk with. Teach me the ways of one, oh God, who is able to journey with you accurately on the right path. Show me, Father, how to follow you in step. Let me be in step with you. My God, do not, do not elongate my journey. Do not elongate, oh God, the things that have to be done in my life. Father, simply because I cannot take what you have for me. But give me the grace to be able to take what you have Give me the grace, oh God, to be able to walk with the Give me the grace, oh God, to be able to walk with the grace, oh God, to be able to walk with the grace, oh God, to be able to walk with the grace, oh God, to be able to walk with the grace, oh God, to be able to walk with the grace, oh God, to be able to walk with the grace, oh God, to be able to walk with the grace, oh God, to be able
you know um I, I, last year i was sharing about the land called kadesh and about the fact that the children of israel even after they entered the wilderness there was the possibility of them exiting at a time that was longer or at a time that was earlier than the time they finally exited. Because in the season where they entered the wilderness, a couple of years into the wilderness, the Lord said to Moses, you know what, send spies into the land. That's the land I'm about to give you guys. Send spies in there. Let them go and spy the land. Let them go and look at the land. Let them go and check it out. Let them go and evaluate, you know, and, you know, let them bring back news by which you can advance, by which you can charge forward, by which you can take the things that I have for you. And Moses sent spies, 10 spies into the land. And we know the story of how the spies came back. They came back with the fruit. They came back with the grapes. They came back with the pomegranate. They came back with all the, the possible blessings of the seasons that laid ahead of them uh, but the people were not ready because the spies came back and eight of them said this is the fruit it is good the land is good the grain is good but the enemies are too great for us and the bible says that when they released that news that everybody in their tents in the entire camp of israel they went into mourning they started crying they were like oh god why would you because they had a news and automatically they were deflated they went from rejoicing concerning a promise to crying because of the possibility of disappointment the possibility of death and shame this was what happened to them. They should have left the wilderness earlier, but they did not have the courage and the audacity to enter into what God had for them. And so I think about it and, you know, I, I, in, my, in, the, in the eyes of the spirit, I just see a couple of people like the children of Israel in this instant and how God gives you, it is almost as though you, you can tell that every time you enter a new season, you know you've entered a new season. You get prophetic words. You are told that, you know, it is time. God wants to do something new. God wants to do something great. And sometimes you even um, have a taste of the pomegranate. You have a taste of the grape. You have a taste of the grain of the land. And you can tell that, yes, God is in the midst of this. But slowly but surely, a few days, a few weeks down the line, something then happens to you. You begin to feel like, oh, the enemies in here are too great. Oh, it seems like I can't take it. Oh, you know, you begin to see opposition. Your eyes begin to see um, the greatness of the giants in the land as opposed to the greatness of the God that promised you the land. And when that happens, that there is a tendency for you to withdraw and to go back into mourning and you are never able to advance. So you have 
um, the, 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 the promises of God. You have the possibility. You have the grains. You have the seed. There are things in your life that tell that, oh, you touch something, but you never, ever fully came into it. You've never fully entered into it. You are always at the edge. You're always at the tip. You're always almost popular. You're always almost accepted. You're always almost getting the contract. You're always almost getting married. You're always getting pregnant and, and, miscarriage, and, and having miscarriages. You are always almost... You have a little taste of it, but you never come fully into it. And so the Lord says that these people, they began to see the giants in the land. They saw them as greater than the God of the land, the God that promised them the land. He says, these guys withdrew and the whole camp went into mourning. But two guys said, listen, these people are bred for us. These giants are bred for us. We are well able to take the land. We are able to conquer them. Only two guys had faith. What was the characteristic of Joshua? Joshua was the guy that when Moses would bring out his tents, the tabernacle of meeting and put him outside of the camp. Joshua was the one that would stay at the tabernacle. And even after Moses has finished his business with God and his business with the people, the Bible records that Joshua will stay back. Joshua will stay back. Joshua will sit there waiting. Every time Moses will go up to the mountain, Joshua will sit at the foot of the mountain when everybody else is afraid, when everybody else is like, we can't go near the lightning, we can't go near the thunder. Joshua will sit there. Even his name Joshua is the same as the name Yeshua and it speaks of salvation. He says, salvation when he went into the land salvation came back and said we are able to take the land listen to me there is a salvation that you have received that part of you is the one that is constantly shouting and constantly saying listen you can do it listen you can step in listen you can come in i want you to listen to the voice of your salvation i don't want you to listen to the voice of history i don't want you to listen to the voice of repeated cycles i don't want you to listen to the voice of pain listen to the voice of the salvation of God, of the ability of God to save and the ability of God to deliver because eventually who led them into the land? It was Yeshua. It was Joshua that eventually led them into the land. And so God is constantly, God is constantly reaching out to us and constantly saying to us, do not be afraid. Now, the children of Israel, in fact, before I move on, I, I want us to just make that a prayer, you know, because I, I see it as a human being and I see the Joshua and the Caleb inside of you. And I see the eight spies inside of you and the eight spies inside of you speak about the things that have journeyed with you from Egypt. It speaks about your history. It speaks about your pain. It speaks about your dis disappointment. It speaks about the testimony of hell and testimony of Satan. It speaks about the what you watch on the news and the things that you see all around you. But there is the salvation of God that resides within you. There is the salvation of God. There is the possibilities of God. There is your spiritual engagement. There are all these things that you have received and you hear. And it, it seems like sometimes uh, um, um, the other things are like eight versus two. But I, I want us to pray today and say, God, let the part of me, oh God, let the Joshua and the Caleb in me, let them become so strong. Let, let, let the fervency of that part of me and that dimension of me, oh God, teach me how to feel, teach me how to grow it. Let that be what speaks inside of me more than anything else, more than my pain, more than my fears, more than my support. Let the salvation of God, let the fervency of the salvation of God 
Let it arise from deep let it once overtake all of us. let that be the part of me that speaks loudest than any other side of me. Amen. Is also um for you know Yeshua salvation and the name Caleb means faithful, wholehearted, bold, or brave. Father, help me, oh God, let your salvation, the knowledge of your salvation, let it be established in me. And Father, let the boldness and the courage and the audacity and the knowledge of your faithfulness that accompanies the salvation I have received. Father, let these two sides, let them be the very things that rise up to the top of my heart. Let their voices be louder inside of me. As I feed on your word in this season, as I fast in this season, as I pray in this season, God, let the Joshua and the Caleb dimension inside of me, let it be what rises to the surface and let their voices suffocate every other voice of hell and darkness that wants to speak, that wants to bring me back, that wants to uh, make me um, um, withdraw back into the wilderness. My God, let the voice of salvation and the voice of your faithfulness, let it be louder in the midst of me. In the name of Jesus, strengthen our faith, oh God. Strengthen our knowledge of you. Strengthen our knowledge of your faithfulness and your capacity in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. And so I prophesy to you in the name of the Lord Jesus amen. that 
you will not be intimidated by the giants in the land. I prophesy Amen. to you in the name of the Lord Jesus that courage is rising from deep within Amen. your skin. I prophesy Amen. to you in the name of the Lord Amen. Jesus that you will not be surprised to just seeing only the grapes and the grain of the land, but Amen. God will cause you to arise with a new, with a holy kind of desire and a holy kind of ambition that will say to you, I don't just want to take pieces of the grain. I want the land. I want the land. I want the land. In the name of Jesus, I prophesy that whatever land that God has promised you, whatever land that God has told you is yours. You will not go there and be a servant and be a worker. If the Lord has said you are buying it, you are buying it. If the Lord has taken over that business, you are taking over that business. If the Lord has said that it's yours, it is yours. In the name of Jesus. And so I promise this morning that the voices of the other eight spies is shut down in the name of Jesus. It doesn't matter what the odds stacked against you are. I decree to you that in the name of the Lord Jesus, that your brain surrounded um, submits itself to the knowledge of God. That your brain submits itself to the inspiration of the Spirit. That your brain submits itself to the knowledge of the will of God and the grace of God and the strength of God. I declare to you this morning that by the power of the Holy Ghost, as you sit under the presence of God, as you sit under the word of the Lord, that the Joshua in you, that the Caleb in you, is arising, it is being fed, and is waking up from inside of you. In the name of Jesus, I rebuild the spirit of paradise, and I rebuild that spirit that makes you small. Yesterday, we were sharing about the ten sons of Aman, and one of the things we shared about is that thing of coldness and self-pity. Right now, I rebuke every spirit of false humility, everything that makes you shy away, everything that makes you high. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. I declare that kind of audacity is coming over you. Which is coming over you. The Lord has expanded the knowledge of the things that He has placed within you. And you see yourself for who you are. By the power of the Holy Ghost, I raise up before your face the mirror of the Word of God. And I think you're able to see yourself in I declare that you are able to see the capacity of God. I declare that you are able to see the faithfulness of God. You will not see the giant anymore, but you will see the God of the promise. In the name of the Lord Jesus. And, and so um, the reason why I'm sharing this is because last year I was speaking a lot about Kadesh. And so the children of Israel come back and they arrive at the land called Kadesh. And they say to them, hey, listen, we cannot take the land. This is the grain. This is the pomegranate. This is the sign. These are the little mm. things. This is the salary they are paying me. This is what they offered me. I went there seeking for partnership, but they offered me to come and work as administrator. Ah, but the pay is good. Or at least we are able to. They brought a sign of what the greatness should have been. And they said, this is it. But we can't take it fully. You know, so we're just going to have to remain here in the wilderness. And in that place, the testimony of the eight um, faithless spies, the testimony of the eight, that even though they had the courage to go and enter the land, but they did not have the, 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 the faith to see God above the giants. Their own testimony over, uh, overrode the testimony of Joshua and Caleb, and the whole camp lost faith and they were crying. 37 years later, the children of Israel come back into that same land called Kadesh, into that same place. And once again, they began to cry out to God. I need you to understand something, that God is the God of cycles and seasons. And the reason why God creates cycles and seasons is so that there will be 
opportunity for his mercy to meet with mankind. There will be several opportunities for God's mercy to meet with you. And so what the fathers missed, God said to himself, the children do not have to be the ones to pay the price for it. So God caused there to be another time when they arrived at Kadesh. But the thing about the word Kadesh is that the land Kadesh, it gets its, its name from the root word Kadosh. And the root word Kadosh literally means holy. It means holy. And so the children of Israel had come to a holy ground. The children of Israel had come to a holy season. The children of Israel had come to a time of separation, a time of <clears throat> that they should act differently, a time that they should um, use a different set of principles, when they should present themselves before God, but they could not tell where they were. They could not tell that, listen, it's not the way we've been journeying since that we should journey now. This is Kadosh, literally. This is the place of holiness. This is where you take off your sandals. The, the, the representation of your previous journey, your previous knowledge, the, all the places you've been, all the things you've done, take off your sandals. They did not know that this is the time at Kadosh where you take off your sandals, um, your knowledge of your previous self, and then you receive God for who he is. They missed it. 37 and a half years later, their children come into the same place and they were about to miss it again. I sense in my spirit that we are standing in a Kadesh moment. I sense in my spirit that in this month of January, in the next two weeks, is a time of Kadesh. Because in the realm of the spirit, there are gateway times, there are gateway seasons. There are moments that serve as entry points into the seasons of that time. And so January, this time of prayer, is a gateway season that God is presenting a gate before you. For uh, the gate within which when you walk through it, you, there are, you then have access to the other seasons of the year. So just because people will go through the calendar of this year, doesn't mean people will come into the seasons of this year. Doesn't mean everybody will come into the spirit of this year. Some people will be stuck in a stuck in a previous season. They'll be stuck in a previous time. They'll be stuck in a previous working of God. Never been able to enter into the spirit of the day because in the day when the gates were open, they were not found ready. They were not able to enter in. They were not able to pay the price to enter into the gates of the season. And so they are gatekeepers over seasons and over time. And you see, the problem with not knowing what time it is is that when you miss the time, you have to wait for God to bring back the side, to walk through that cycle and bring back that time again. Or there are some times that you miss. So for example, you miss the timing of God for the year. It doesn't matter how much you realize you have missed it in December. It's gone. It's gone. All the things that were in the year, you've missed it. Yesterday, I was talking to a friend and I said to them, I said, I was praying to God and I said, God, this year, 2022, I want to wear it like a jacket. I want to handle it. I want to hold it. I want to lay hold of it. I want to understand it like somebody who works in my house. I want 2022 to work for me. I want to be able to say to it, hey, hey, hey listen to me. Uh -uh. There are yet things in yesterday, on the 5th of January, that you did not give me. Bring it. Oh, yeah, bring it, bring it, bring it, bring it. I want to be able to handle 2022. I don't want 2022 to arrive over me. I don't want 2022 to be the master of me. No, 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 no. Because I serve the eternal one and I operate from the place of eternity. So I am not subject to the manipulation of time. I stay in time because I honor God and I honor the processes of God. But if I desire, the Lord can take me out of time and bring me into eternity because to live is Christ, to die is gain. 
The only reason why we stay in time is in honor of the process of God so that his will may be fulfilled in generations. So when I stay in time, I do not stay in time as, as though time is my master. No, I am able to operate with the eternal spirit from the, the, from the place of the power of the eternal one. And I am able to walk with time. And so I said, Lord, this 2022, it must partner with me. It must speak with me. It must attend to me. When I go to bed in the dead of the night, let it speak to me concerning the affairs of the day and the things that it wants to do. And when I awake as a man says to his worker and says, no, we are going to change that plan. We're going to move in this direction. We're not going to move in that direction. That is how I want to be able to speak into the year and say, yeah, 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 yeah. I know that these are the incantations that were made when I was sleeping. These are the manipulations of hell, darkness, and witchcraft spirits. But now I am coming to you and I am saying to you as a representative of Elohim upon the earth, Elohim who made you time, Elohim who created you time, Elohim who instituted you, Elohim who gave you an office time and Elohim who is able to take your office away from you. I speak to you time and I speak to the gatekeepers of time and I say concerning this day, these are the affairs and these are the things that I permit and these are the things that I do not permit. I need you to rise up in the understanding of who you are, in the understanding of what it means to be a God, in the understanding of what it means to be a representative of God. You are not representing a Nigerian president. You are not representing a governor of this world. What you are representing is the maker of the heaven and the maker of the earth. So when you operate in his stead, when he gives you his authority, what you are controlling is not just the grain in the ground. What you are controlling is not just money. Money is a construct of man. There are other things that are greater that are the constructs of the gods. And these are the things that you control on behalf of God. You are controlling things like the skies, the sea. You are controlling things like timings and seasons. You are working in partnership with God to determine the destiny of these things. So many times when we talk about destinies, we only think about the destiny of men, but we don't think about the destiny of creation. Did the world now say that all creation is great? groaning and mourning for the manifestation of the sons of God, because the destiny of creation is tied to the destiny of man. So the day that you wake up as a son of Elohim, the day that you wake up as a son of the creator, destined creation looks to you and says, can this be the one that rescues us? Can this be the one that knows the authority that Jesus handed over to them the day that he died? When Jesus was on earth, the Bible says, the disciples said, who is he that the, 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 the wind and the storm and the rain and everything, they obey him. Who is he? You see, it was not just um, a question of, oh, you know, they're asking questions. My God, Jesus is so powerful. No, it is a question that God wants you to ask also. Who was Jesus? Who is Jesus? That Jesus could rebuke the storm and the storm answered him. Who is Jesus? That Jesus could walk on water and the water became solid ground for him because he decided to walk on water. When you are able to answer that question and you realize that this same Jesus is alive inside of you, then you will begin to realize your authority that you have and the fact that water cannot swallow your children the fact that wind cannot carry your house the fact that rain will not decide to not fall on your land there are some things in nature that must work with you there are some things in nature that must favor you nobody can poison the water you drink snake cannot bite you and you die these things should not happen why because the man that god has created and he has positioned to have jurisdiction and authority as it pertains to the works of his hands this man is supposed to be able to speak to creation on a daily basis and command it to favor him. This is why we rise up to pray. 
So prayer is not a religious construct. Prayer is something that was put together by God. Prayer is man partnering with God, partnering with the eternal one so that he will be able to pull the things of eternity, the substance of eternity into this world so that he may be able to create pockets in the world within which eternity can fit in so that mankind can have an experience of the glory and the grace of the power of God as it exists in heaven. This is what we do when we pray. So when we pray, we are constructing. When we pray, we are ordering. When we pray, we are setting things in place. Until you rise up in your office as a king, until you use your voice, the subjects in the kingdom will never honor you. They will never respect you. They will never give you the honor that you deserve because they don't know if you know who you are. And so in the realm of the spirit, it's all about identity. In the realm of the spirit, it's all about who you are. Can you perceive? Do you understand? It's all about sensing the times and the seasons. So I want you to pray and say, my God, open my eyes. My God, help me to understand. My God, Help me to see, to see the elements of you in all things. Help me to know you, oh God, as I know you. Let me know myself. Help me to engage with the things. Come on, pray. Come on, pray. Come on, pray. Help me to engage with the things of the Spirit. Help me not to be subject, oh God, to the things that are supposed to be subject to me. Give me the power, oh God, to be to walk Amen. We ask that in the name of Jesus that you give us, Father, the, 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 the understanding, oh God, help us to be able to embrace who we are. 
who you have called us to be. Help us, Jesus, to have a revelation, oh God, of the weightiness of our destiny, of the weightiness of You're muted. Amen. You're muted. Yeah, you're muted. Okay, so I don't know if you guys heard anything I said, but here the, are the children of Israel um, in the time where they are at Kadesh and their children return to that same place again and they are complaining. The Bible says that Miriam died there. Um, Miriam, which literally means bitter, bitter waters. She died there. And as she died, the children then began to cry out to God and they began to say, cry out to Moses to say, give us water. You know, so the bitter waters died. Isn't it funny how while bitter waters was alive, they kept drinking of it and they were not thirsty. But they then arrived at a place where bitter waters died and they are like, Moses, give us water. Sometimes bitter waters need to die for you to realize that you have not been drinking right, for you to realize you have not been seeing right, for you to realize you have not been de um, desiring right. Miriam had journeyed with them from the beginning of when they left Egypt. Miriam journeyed with their fathers out of Egypt. Miriam had the testimony of the Red Sea. Miriam knew when manna began to fall. Miriam has seen so many things about that journey as a children of Israel. And so at this point, Miriam died. And this was the point of the liberation and the deliverance of the children of Israel. I needed to understand something. What does Miriam represent? Miriam represents history. Miriam represents people. Miriam represents cycles. Miriam represents what you are used to. Miriam represents culture. And sometimes some seasons, some cycles, some people have to go for your eyes to open, for you to see that you have been settling for something that is too small. You have been settling for something that has been keeping you in the wilderness and making you go round and round and round. Every time you want to escape, Miriam will say to you, ah, no, you see, we saw when they went into the land, when Joshua and the, and the other eight, they went into the land hard. They came back, they told us that that land, hmm, the giants there. Miriam is the one that reminds you consistently of the things you cannot do, the person you cannot become, of the failures you have experienced, of the threats of your past. Sometimes Miriam needs to go. Sometimes Miriam needs to die. And the problem with Miriam is that they are very close to you. The problem with Miriam is that they hold so much information that there is the tendency for you to believe them. There is the Miriam of the news that is constantly telling the world and constantly releasing all kinds of information reminding us about all the things that we are not all the wars and all the rumors of wars but you see if you are going to be able to enter into the promised land if you're going to be able to maximize the moment of Kadesh, the moment of Kadosh, you must be able to lay down the Miriams. This is why when Moses came before the presence of God in the place of encounter, God said to him, Moses, what is that in your hand? I remember I told you guys that the other word for rod, which is the word mate, is also the word for tribe. And God had to tell him, you know what? You need to lay down this tribe. You need to lay it down. You need to lay down this history. Even though Moses was from the tribe of the Levites, but Moses had never really understood 
understood what it means to be a priest. So God is like, lay it down. I'm going to teach you what the order looks like. Sometimes you need to lay Miriam down. Sometimes you need to let it go so that you can see the future, so that you can enter in because you are in a repeated cycle. Your life has become like a loop and the Lord wants to break you free from that. The Lord in his mercy wants you to be set free like a bear that is let out of a cage so that you can experience the fullness of what God has got for you in this life. So my prayer for you this morning is that every Miriam situation, every Miriam water you have been drinking of, I pray that it dies in the name of Jesus. I pray that God causes it to cease. I pray that God causes it to just miss from your life. You will wake up in the morning and you'll be looking for the person. The person will have no explanation for you of why they left you, of why they don't want to be friends with you. You will even go and beg. I pray that God will never allow the person to answer you. Amen. As long as they are a Miriam, let them go. Let them go. Let them go in the name of Jesus. Amen. Abraham left Lot. Now God began to say to Lot, now lift up your eyes. I will give you this land. That we give you to this area. Why? Because the word Lot literally means the one that covers. So as long as Lot was with Abraham, he was covering and making it impossible for Abraham to see the things that God wanted him to do or the person God needed him to be. But in the day that, Ab- that Lot left, God began to speak to Abraham about the promises he had for him. Some of you have been struggling and been fighting your lot situation and you have been trying to keep lot. You have been trying to make lot work. You have been trying your best. Oh, this lot. What if this lot goes and I don't have another lot? Remember, Abraham did not have a child. The reason why he journeyed with lot was probably because he believed that lot was going to be the son that God will give to him. Okay, let me just be holding this one. But God in his mercy presented Lot an offer that he could not refuse. Ah, Lot looked at Sodom and Gomorrah and said, ah, no, that land is too good. I pray that God will bless your enemy. He will give them the kind of proposal, the kind of request, the kind of possibility that they cannot refuse so that they will forget that they will leave you. He will give them something so sumptuous that will be so good that they will forget you and say, no, no, it's okay. Amen. Amen. It's so fantastic. I have to take it and go. Let God bless them. Let Amen. God give them what they need. Let Amen. God satisfy the in their hearts. Let Amen. God provide for them so that they will go. So that Amen. they will be the woman that is troubling your husband. Ah, Baba, provide a husband for her. Amen. Oh, Amen. her heart with the Amen. kind of food that she cannot refuse. Ah, Baba, Amen. give her her that can answer. Let Amen. her be the husband and say, ah, what did I will see for this one before? What kind of man is this? Father, bless her with the Amen. That is making her run after my own. Let her find Ten times more in somebody in, in another Amen. place in the name of Amen. Jesus. Amen. Take care of my enemies, bless them with the land that Amen. you sacrifice them. Whatever Amen. their hearts desire, fill Amen. them up with it in the name Amen. of Jesus. Amen. So that I can be free to have interactions with you so that you can Amen. speak to me again because the, the, the issues of Lot is consuming my heart and it is covering my eyes from seeing the big things that you want me to do. It is consuming my emotions so I cannot posture myself to participate Amen. and to partner with you. So God, take Lot away. So Amen. God, take Miriam away Amen. in the name of the Lord Jesus. Every bitter water, every bitter 
bitterness that I have been satisfying myself with, every bitterness that I've been using to defend my position, my mm. posture mm -hmm. that has been breaking me down and making it impossible for me to ascend into the hills of God, for me to ascend into the heights. But yet I am sitting down and drinking that water and I am yet going around in the wilderness. Baba, break the cup, remove it from me, oh God. Amen. Let me find the satisfaction in such a bitter water. In the Amen. name of the Lord Jesus, let Amen. me no longer be happy with Amen. it, oh God. But I put an uneasiness inside of me Amen. in the name of Amen. Jesus. Amen. Isaac said to um, his son, Esau, he said, Esau, even though it's as though Jacob has stolen everything from you, even though it's as though there's nothing more for you, he said, Esau, there is yet hope, there is yet hope, there is yet hope. For the thing that has happened has become a yoke on you. This disappointment, I can see it so clearly. This disappointment is not like a yoke you are carrying and you are not able to move at the speed you used to move again. You are not able to engage the way you used to engage again. You are no longer the person that you used to be, Esau. He says, because the fact that your brother took what is yours has not become a yoke that you are carrying. You, every time you want to rise up, you remember, ah, look at what was done to me. He said, Esau, there is hope for you. He says, even though you, you will be blessed, you will have cattle and all. He said, but there is a dimension of strengths that you're supposed to have. He says, mm. in the day that you become restless, in the day that agitation, holy agitation, mm. starts mm. to rise up inside of you, in the day that holy dissatisfaction begins to bubble all, all inside mm. of you, he says, that is the day you will break the yoke off you. That is the day mm. you will break the hand of the experience off you. That is the mm. day you will break the bitterness towards Jacob off you. That is mm. the day you will realize that, listen, 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 holding on to this pain and grief, it does me no good. That is the day your eyes will be open, open to see and you'll be able to raise your perspective above the pain and above the plane of the brokenness of humanity. Mm. That is the day when you will go on your knees and you will start praying for your enemies because all of a sudden you will receive perspective as to why they do the things that they do and pity and mercy will rise up in your heart. That mm. is the day you will begin to partner with me as God. That is the day you will understand why I cause rain to fall upon the land of the evil. You will begin to see the way that I see. You will come into the experience of the Godhead where you can bring accurate judgment because you now have a hold on the different perspectives as to why men do the things that they do. Oh, Esau, in the day that you become restless, I pray that God will put a holy restlessness in you. Amen. I pray that God will Amen. make you dissatisfied, dissatisfied Amen. with the things Amen. that make you small. I pray Amen. that God will cause your spirit Amen. to become fervent Amen. and you will wake up in the dead of the night and you will no longer cry for the same things. Amen. You will change yes, your Lord. conversation. Manda you will change your prayer Amen. point. Amen. You will change your cry. I pray that God will cause you to cry for the for liberty. Amen. I pray that God will Amen. cause you to cry Amen. out. Not for, for God to pay, repay your enemies, but God will cause you to cry Amen. out for a new kind of strength and a new kind of position and a new kind of posture of heart Amen. that is higher. Remember, it says, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rocks that is higher than I. Help me to see something greater. Help me to see one that is more powerful. Help me to see a position and a posture that is higher than the one that I have taken for you. 
Yes, but your liberation is in your new perspective. But your liberation is in your ability to see it differently. My God, I pray that you will open the eyes of your people, that you will remove from them every lot. You will remove from them the lot of culture. You will remove from them the lot of gossip. You will remove from them the lot of fear. You will remove from them even the lot of their technical knowledge so that they can come into the intelligence of the spirit, so that they can navigate in the realm of the spirit with no holes on them, with no shackles on them. Father, let the peace of God that surpasses understanding, let the peace of God, the peace of God that is perspective, the peace of God that is strength, the peace of God that is power, the peace of God that, that puts resilience in man, the peace of God that gives you a new kind of confidence that surpasses the understanding of your situation. Let peace invade their lives in the name of Jesus. Oh, Barake so Piladash. Lake Ladasukle Itakasifana. Oh, Labake, Lakala Basekalabahas. And Lord, we ask that you, as you do a reconstruction in our lives, as you take away lots and you take away Miriam's situation, you take away Miriam's jobs, you take away Miriam's opportunities, you take away lot offers. Lord, as you do this thing, help us not to fight it. Yes. Make Amen. us weak towards Amen. the things we are doing. Yes. Let it be that people are saying, Why are you not saying anything? Let it be that we don't even have the strength to fight you. My God, like Jacob, break our hip bone. Father, break my hip bone, break my own personal strength and my own personal perspective. What I believe should be. But God, help me to begin to lean upon your scepter. To lean upon your scepter like Jacob. To lean upon your scepter, Father. In this walk between us and you, Baba, you must win. My God, you must win. So, Father, win. Father, win. Father, win. Father, win. you will say to yourself, are you sure it was God that you encountered? Because from that moment, it looked like Jacob became slower. Because Jacob started walking with a limb. Jacob started walking with a stick. Jacob was no longer the man he used to be. You know, where you see him in his strength and his fervency. But it was at that point that Jacob had received a new name. And Jacob had received a new portion authority in the spirit. Jacob had come into a new place. At the point where man would interpret it as weakness was the time when Jacob was at his greatest strength. So my prayer for you is that you will be able to understand the mechanics of the spirit realm. And you will be able to understand the, the containers within which God hides greatness so that you will not misinterpret greatness for weakness so that you will not misinterpret God's intervention for a lack of God's presence. I pray that God will give you eyes that can see the way that he truly works in men, in the name Amen. of Jesus. Amen. So the children of Israel, they come to the place called Kadesh, and they are complaining, and they are crying, and they are saying, we, we where is the grapes? Where's the pomegranate? Where is the grain? Where are the things that God has promised us already? These people were about to miss it again. 
because of complaining, because of complaining, they are about to miss it. I pray that this opportunity that God is giving to you to cross over, to come into something new, to enter into a new day and to bring your family along. I pray that you will not miss it in Jesus' name. Amen. I pray that God will put the right words in your mouth. I pray that God will teach you how to have holy conversations with the Holy God so that the words that you speak and the meditations of your heart will be acceptable unto him. Amen. I pray that God will show you how to deliberate amongst the elders and that God will begin to retrain your heart and begin to give the, the, the heart of your spirit a new posture so that when you stand at Kadesh, you can have the right conversations with God in the name of the Lord Jesus. You will not miss the time. You will not miss the season Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. Exodus 13, where we were reading initially, um, it says, he says, and when Pharaoh, he says, God did not allow them go in a shorter way because God knew that if they see warfare, they will come back. That is not a good testimony. That is not a good testimony. May God make your back strong. There was a time where I, I never used to like trouble. There was a time where at the slightest rumor, at the slightest lie against me, ah, I will crumble, I will cry. For days I will be in pain. I will say, why? Why would people do things like this? Why would somebody say things like this? This is not true. How can this be, you know? After one time, and I realized that, oh, this is actually going nowhere. Because the moment you stand as a light in the midst of a dark world, and you choose to raise yourself up above the limitations of the time, and above the craziness of your generation, and you choose to stand, People, part of the attacks of enemy is a scourge of tongues. You know, lying tongues, Satan will send it against you. And part of the things that he tries to do is to demoralize you and make those great spiritual positions you've chosen to take, to make them look small. And so he begins to throw, throw lies and throw darts against you and construct all kinds of things that don't even exist and give a wrong kind of impression. So I have learned to say, God, which are the what, what things do you want me to rebuke? Which one of these words do you want me to come against? But I don't fight everything. That's not my, that's not my role. You understand? I have angelic hosts. Let them do their work. Part of my angelic team is that I have a comms team. I have a media team in the realm of the angelic. So it's their work to you know, go and correct the stories and put out the rest, right press release in the realm of the spirit. I'm not concerned about the press release in the physical realm. I'm concerned about the press release in the realm of the spirit. So anything that will corrupt my spiritual image and my spiritual posture, that is the one that I need them to operate on. These other ones is not my business. So now when all those things happen, I was telling somebody yesterday, I said, I'm no more that person. As a matter of fact, now I eat those things like granite. You understand? So they say, ah, they said, eh, please give it to me. I chew it. You know, I take it as snack. I use it to snack every now and then. What else have they said? P.I., you are, eh, oh, fantastic, wonderful. I don't care about that anymore. And it's not because I don't care about people. I have chosen and I have risen to the point and I've said to myself, if in the time that Jesus lived, Jesus could be misinterpreted, they could lie that the miracles he was doing, he was doing with in partnership with Beelzebub, if they could say things like Jesus has no respect for the law, oh, Jesus is not really who he says he is, who am I? Who am I to think that I can escape the thing that my master did not escape? Oh, no, that's not my business. But not one day did Jesus stand back to say, ah, Pharisees, 
Let me explain to you. That's not what I mean. Now, why are you people misinterpreting me? No, there's no time for that. There's no time to that because the Bible says the power to life and death is in the tongue. That words are the life source in the realm of the spirit. So anything you give your words to, you are making it grow spiritually. And because you know who you are and because you know you are a God, the moment you commit your words to a rumor or you commit your words to a gossip or you commit your words to a wrong posture, even though you feel you are trying to defend yourself, that thing grows because you are giving it life. Because the thing about gods is that they produce life. So when God said, let there be light, light came. Let fishes come out of water, they came. Every time a God speaks, a life is born. So the Satan does not have that ability to bring forth life. It is humans that do. So what Satan does when he wants to birth a thing in your life and he wants to raise a, a demonic stronghold is that he will lure you into a conversation because he needs a God to speak for a life to be born. So Satan will lure you into a demonic conversation and you begin to have that conversation over and over again you begin to say but why now why you say no 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 my words are powerful i do not commit them to anything that i don't want to grow so i hold back so now as opposed to you know every time i hear that oh i see it in the spirit that satan is trying to i just use it as a dumbbell to gym in the realm of the spirit to increase my muscle every obstruction and every opposition I take it into the spirit realm. Kabo Satila Da. Oh, Father, thank you for a new project. Oh, God, I bless you for a new uh, treasure map because there's something hidden behind this. Show me, Lord. I take it as an opportunity to see something deeper. I take it as an opportunity to come into a deeper knowledge, to understand more about the operations of the dark realm. You know, so as opposed to it moving you, let it pull you into knowledge and understanding. Please, you need to. Learn to resist the temptations of Satan, him luring you into a demonic conversation that will birth a demonic stronghold that begins to oppose you. Many of the things that we are struggling with today are not things that Satan gave birth to. They are things that Satan conceived, but we birthed them because we partnered with the conversation with him. Do not have that conversation with him. Do not have that conversation with him. Um, and I pray that God will give you the discernment to be able to know what conversations are of God and what conversations are of hell. If only Eve knew this, this aspect of the operations of humanity. The moment Satan came and said, hello, Eve, have you considered this? Food? Should I say, eh, stop it right there. Ooh, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not talking to you. The moment Satan followed her on Instagram, she will unfollow him back. Follow, she will unfollow. Next, she will block him because she understands that the rising and the falling of any of the authority of any human being, it, be, it, it is founded on a conversation. Conversations are the key. Conversations. So um, the second thing that God did, the reason why he did not take them through the right way, he said so that he would deceive Pharaoh. You see that in Exodus 14, verse 1. Oh, I will close now. Exodus 14 verse 1 said, Then the Lord God said to Moses, Tell the Israelites to turn back and encamp near, oh, near P.I. 
Hairoth, between Megiddo and the sea. They are to encamp by the sea directly opposite Baal Zephon. Pharaoh will think the Israelites are wandering around the land in confusion, head in by the desert, and I will harden Pharaoh's heart, and he will pursue them, but I will gain glory for myself through Pharaoh and all his army, and the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord, so that they, so the Israelites did this. I want you to hear me. Sometimes the Lord will deceive Pharaoh um, through you. Sometimes the Lord will make him, <laughs> yes, near PI, the Lord will um, use your life and it may seem like what's going on. Why am I in this place? The Lord is just using it as an opportunity to lure Pharaoh out so that he may destroy him. What you need to see is that God has already given to you what you need to part the Red Sea, what you need to make straight the way to open the door of your deliverance. So I pray that in the name of the Lord Jesus, that God will show us how to accurately partner with him Amen. for the breaking of the hold of Pharaoh, for the complete destruction of Pharaoh and his army. Amen. The Bible says that when the ninth time came, between the hours of 3 a.m., the last watch, the fourth watch, which is the hours between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m., that what happened was that God went down and God began to loosen the wheels of pharaohs and chariots. God began to terrify them when the time came. I pray that the Lord God Almighty will show you how to partner with him. Amen. We help you trust him. We help you to be able to know when God is just using you as an instrument to destroy the enemy. I pray that God will give you the grace and the faith to cross over the season so that he can do the things that he wants to do in the lives of day that have troubled you. Amen. I pray for everyone here who is going through a difficult marital relationship. I pray that the spirit of God will cause the son of righteousness to rise up over you. Amen. I pray that you will begin to see the blessedness of God once again. Amen. And you will begin to see and experience the grace of God once again. Amen. I the voice of condemnation and the voice of hell that Amen. is saying to you, it is your fault because you did this or you did that. I rebuke that voice in the name of Jesus. Amen. And I pray that the God of peace will grant you peace. Amen. The God of peace will bring you peace Amen. so that in his peace, you will know how to navigate through the situation in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. I pray for everyone who is sick in their body. I declare that in the name of Jesus, that God who kept them in the wilderness and the Bible says that not one person's body was ever sick. Not one day did their clothes not fit them. Their clothes grew, grew with their body. Their shoes grew with their legs. The God that did that miracle, I pray that that God will begin to send forth his angelic host to Amen. everyone who is sick, who is weak, who is broken on this prayer call. Amen. And I pray that God will begin to heal and restore your bodies in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Restoration, Amen. restoration, healing in Jesus' name. Amen. Healing in Amen. the name of Jesus. Amen. Let the things that were broken be restored. Let them be brought back to life. Amen. Let the things that were shattered receive the life of God. In the name of Jesus, it is the dawning of a new day. It is the breaking of a new day. We have come into a new season. We decree and we declare that we will see the pharaohs consumed in the Red Sea. We decree and we declare 
that we will walk in step with God. When Amen. God brings us into every season and every land of Kadesh, we will respond accurately by the blood of Jesus in the Amen. name of Jesus. We will Amen. not fall into repeated cycles where our fathers failed, but God will cause the salvation, the Caleb and the Joshua dimension inside of us to rise up in the name of Jesus. Thank Amen. you, Holy Spirit. We receive from you everything that you have for us in this day. Amen. 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 Praise God. I'm going to hand over to Pastor Stephanie. Don't go. Um, I know I've, I've been overruling, you know, the announcement she has. I'm just going to let Stephanie come up. Um, whatever it is that she has to say for two minutes. Um, just stay with her and let her say it. God bless you. God bless you. Have a fruitful day. Amen. Amen. Thank you, PI. Um, Thank you. Hello, everyone. Good morning. Um, God bless you, Pastor Isi. Um, I'll just quickly go over the announcements that we have. Um, we usually put up the messages on the groups um, for the recordings, the podcasts. Um, if you want to listen to the recordings again, you can access it through Prayer Rain Podcasts, which can be found on Anchor, on Spotify, and there are about six other podcasting platforms that are available. Um, so please take advantage of that. Um, we also shared the account details for Prayer Rain, and I always like to encourage everyone to give to Prayer Rain. There are certain things that we have to put together um, to ensure that these meetings hold so the um without going into too much details the zoom um account um for instance amongst other things the ministers that come to minister sometimes you know um and just other things that we do um in the ministry it's um it's heavily run by volunteers so a lot of people that are working on the team or majority of the team actually are volunteers. So most of the things that we do, we do with our resources, you know, so if you can support or help in one mm -hmm. way or another, we would share those details so that you can give. Um, also, if you would like us to pray with you, um, if you have a testimony or you have a prayer point, some people have been sending prayer points. Um, if I would also like to encourage us to share our testimonies as well. Um, please send us an email to the email address that was shared, um, which is prayerin.poi.gmail.com. We'll put that on the WhatsApp groups as well. Um, admin, is there any other thing that I need to um, mention? Just real quick before we let everyone yes, know. Yes, the YouTube channel. Okay, yes, the YouTube channel as well. Mm -hmm. We just recently created the oh YouTube channel. Um, and what that does is it allows it allows us to also like watch the recordings again. So please um, subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you search prayer rain, you would see it on YouTube. Um, please subscribe, follow, share, like, you know, also it will help increase our engagements is new. And all of these things we are putting together is so that um, we can, sp we can spread the, the word of the gospel, you know, and let it really go around and um, reach people um to the ends of the earth, um, essentially. Um, finally, um, if you like to subscribe to our newsletters <clears throat> or you want to receive any information regarding prayer rain, um, please fill the form that we um, shared on the groups um, with your email address so that we can contact you. Prayer Rain holds every month. Um, so we are praying all through the year, actually. But every month we take out.
allow time to pray the first either three days or seven days or 14 days of the month or the quarter. There are other things that we do in prayer in as well, like power hour, um, times when we still come together to pray, you know, and all. Um, so if you want to be involved in this, if you want to be a part of it, please um, subscribe to our newsletters and we will share all of that information with you. Um, that's about it for now. Thank you all very much. I'm sorry, my camera is off. Um, <coughs> um, maybe next time I'll put on my camera, but thank you all so much for joining. And um, we're always happy to read your messages. We're happy to see your feedback. We're happy to see that you are engaging. And I pray that the peace and the grace of God will continually be multiplied upon each and every one of you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you all and thank well you. Well done. Thank you. 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 Thank you.